Welcome back. I was going to talk about something completely different this week, and then I became fascinated with a case coming out of the UK. And we have talked a lot about trademarks lately. I get it. We talked about Satan shoes, but this involves cake. And I just wanted to talk about it. So that's what we're talking about this week. Now, it's not just cake. It's like cake and British humor and Twitter and M&S and Aldi and Colin the Caterpillar versus Cuthbert the Caterpillar and the free Cuthbert movement that is growing on Twitter. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. If you want to see the tweets, you can check out my Twitter or you can check out my YouTube channel because I have a video with a number of the tweets. There have been more since I made that video and I pulled the trademarks. And so that's what we're talking about today. Yes, there is much more serious shit happening in the world than cake, but let's just jump right in to what is going on with Colin the Caterpillar. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. Since we start with quotes, you know, when I don't completely forget. Today, there is only one option. Say it with me. There's only one option today. Let them eat cake. Marie Antoinette. I was going to try to do the French version of it. I can't do that. (laughs) I don't know French. I don't speak French. Something with brioche, I think, is the original one. But but either way, I also am going to share a few of our international reviews because I know that if you are on Apple Podcasts, in the U.S., you don't see the reviews for the other countries, but The Emily Show, surprising to me, honestly, all the time, actually ranks in news commentary worldwide, and I'm always shook. So for all of our international audience, thank you so much. Here are two reviews from outside of the United States. First, from Lonsdale in Australia. The review is a delight to listen to. There's a number of reasons to enjoy any of Emily's content. My personal favorite part is seeing an intelligent woman really own her intelligence, her profession, her knowledge and experience. Oh, thanks. It's deeply refreshing and encouraging as a young woman to see a professional woman really own her knowledge and abilities. She's also hella funny and makes the complex much more easily understood. That is such a very kind review. Thank you so much. It took a very long time in my life to actually feel like I had something to share or contribute. I have a TED Talk about it. There was lots of work that went into being able to own it and not feel like I needed to make myself smaller to make other people more comfortable. So I appreciate the the input and I will continue on. There's something magical that happens somewhere after 35 also. Like, Depending on how gratuitously you use the fucks that you have to give in life, you you start to run out of them somewhere around 35, <laughs> or at least I did, uh, because life's life's too short to be too serious. We've got to we've got to we've got to make it fun. And then from Wib 
2019 over on Apple Podcasts Great Britain. The review is, this is a breath of fresh air. Oh, thanks. And says, this podcast is amazing. I cannot wait to listen to this every single week. Legal cases are always so fascinating. And having Emily in my ears explaining and using humor to talk about these important issues is a true breath of fresh air. Go us nosy entrepreneurs, XO. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And you guys, when I say I'm shook, when I look, um, and I don't look all the time, but when I go back and look at how the podcast is doing, it's always so funny to me to see it doing so well in, in, you know, right now doing really well in Germany and Australia and South Korea and, you know, in top 100 in Sweden and, and top 15 in Russia and doing well in Norway and Ireland and Denmark and New Zealand and the Netherlands. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And top 50 in Great Britain. And this episode's all about Great Britain, but for the Americans, you'll understand because we like cake too. Who doesn't like cake? We all like cake. We enjoy cake. And this is about the Colin the Caterpillar cake. And if you haven't seen this on social media, go look. Just go look because it's amazing. (laughs) And it is, it is a chocolate, like Swiss roll cake that's dressed up like a caterpillar covered in chocolate and then like little candies on it. And it has a little like white chocolate caterpillar face and little footsies and multiple grocers in the UK have caterpillar versions, but the proprietor of the Colin, the caterpillar cake is Marks and Spencer or M&S and M&S filed suit last week against Aldi in the UK high court over trademark infringement. All of the news reporting says there are three trademarks. For the life of me, I could only find two of them. And yes, the fact that I found UK trademarks, I was pretty impressed with myself. I'm like, go, Emily, use your resourcefulness. So I found two of the trademarks. I am by no means an expert in international trademark law. (laughs) That's not a thing. But I pulled them. We'll look at the plain language. And then the media reporting on it has been very helpful. They've indicated what this lawsuit is really over. And it's really generally over the look and feel, including the packaging of the cake. And, you know, packaging is a big deal. And the packaging on these is very similar. The cakes look very similar. Of all the varieties of caterpillar cakes out there, the Aldi one, I think, looks the most like the M&S one. So Cuthbert looking the most like Colin. Now, yes, there are others. There are others, but they don't all have the same face. And I think the face is going to be part of the thing. Uh, M&S actually sells the face like separately. So you could just like eat Colin's face, which is very strange to me. <laughs> But it's also kind of magical. There are spinoffs within the M&S brand. You have, uh, apparently Colin has a girlfriend, um, Colleen the Caterpillar, or Connie. My apologies, Connie. Why isn't her name Colleen? I feel like that would work. Anyway, Connie the Caterpillar is is his, you know, his other half or his better half. And then sometimes he gets dressed up for the holidays. There's also little like gummy caterpillars and such. Yes, you guys, I did a deep dive into the caterpillars. I was fascinated. (laughs) And I talked to a number um, of my UK friends and 
uh, particularly my British friends, and then to those of you who commented on YouTube and on Twitter about this. And this cake is like a rite of passage. It is a thing. It is a a uh, kind of a cultural touch point of birthday parties, of growing up, and is just one of those things that everyone who came, who commented about it had such fond memories of wanting the caterpillar cakes, having caterpillar cakes at parties, and and really having this be a touch point. And I thought that was just so sweet. I was like, oh, everybody has very fond feelings um, about these chocolate, you know, rolled, Swiss rolled type covered in chocolate caterpillar cakes. And the next time I am in um, anywhere in the UK where I can find this, I am hunting down a caterpillar cake. Like it is now my goal in life is to go find a caterpillar cake. I think there's a reseller that imports things to the US. If I import a cake, <laughs> I'll put it up on YouTube. If you don't watch me on YouTube, by the way, at the Emily D. Baker, go join. We're almost at 100,000. I'm dying my hair purple at 100,000 subs. It's going to be great. Anyway, back to Colin the Caterpillar. Look, this is going to be a chatty podcast. I, I enjoy this topic. <laughs> it makes me want cake. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't make you one cake with the amount of times I say cake, but it might. So Colin is 30 years old. He has had roughly the same appearance for, for all 30 years. Let's talk about the two trademarks that I found. Again, all the news reporting says there are three. I found two. I found two trademarks. So it is what it is. <laughs> There's another one allegedly out there somewhere. I just couldn't verify it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent for just for just a moment. While I was looking at the various trademarks owned by MS, there is a trademark from 2011 for a lollipop called the Suck It and See. <laughs> and the Suck It and See lollipop, I just just have so many questions. <laughs> because it just feels like something from for like a bachelorette party, or it just, it sounds so much like, I don't know, fuck around and find out. It just, <laughs> just couldn't. I fell over. Uh, of all the trademarks for MS, the suck it and see lollipop <laughs> had me um, laughing like a teen. So the two trademarks I found were for the name, the word mark, of Colin the Caterpillar that was registered in 2008 and is owned by M&S in the food stuffs categories, class 30. And then there was one for the packaging. It's a, you know, the mark of the, what the cake looks like in the packaging, also in class 30. And that was registered in 2020. So it was filed in July 2020 and then registered in October of 2020. I was like, oh, that's that's fairly recent. I wonder if the packaging changed and that's what it is, but it seemed fairly recent. Anyway, the packaging for the MS call in the Caterpillar looks very similar to the packaging for the Aldi Cuthbert the Caterpillar. News reports indicate that Cuthbert is no longer on sale. News reports also indicate that what MS is looking for based on what their spokesperson has said and what BBC is reporting, is that, quote, because we know the M&S brand is special to our customers and they expect only the very best from us, 
Love and care goes into every M&S product on our shelves, so we want to protect Colin, Connie, and our reputation for freshness, quality, innovation, and value. They said that Colin is central to their partnership with cancer charity Macmillan, and the retailer has created a Colin product for the annual World's Biggest Coffee Morning Fundraising event. The cake, they described it. BBC described it as a sponge cake with milk chocolate and buttercream. I think I described it well. There are other cakes at uh, Wait Rose, Cecil's, Sansberry's, Wiggles, Tesco's, and Asda's. Though every time I look at that, it seems like a soda to me, but it's not. <laughs> it's Asda's. <laughs> and they Asda's is Clyde the Caterpillar. Wait Rose is apparently Cecil, uh, Sansberry's is Wiggles, and Tesco has Curly. So it's not even that Cuthbert's named with a C because. Curly and Clyde and Cecil also start with C's. Either way, I think that MS is concerned here about the potential confusion. The article through the BBC says that MS claims that the similarity leads consumers to believe that they are of the same standard and, quote, rides on the coattails of MS's reputation. And that sounds to me like a, uh, confusion of origin or that the customer is going to think that the product is the same, that if you get the one at Aldi, it's going to be the same quality and standard or type that you would get at M&S. The M&S one is apparently a bit more expensive than the one at Aldi. Either way, the case is being taken very, very seriously by the Aldi social media team over on Twitter. And I'm just going to share with you a few of the tweets from Aldi UK over on Twitter. The first one was on April 15th, and it said, this is not just any court case. This is dot, 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 hashtag free Cuthbert. Now, I have been informed that this is not any is a play on M&S's, one of their taglines and one of their brand lines. And I saw that in their trademarks. They had a number of trademarks in the, this is not just any, and then kind of fill in the blank, which I thought was very funny. On April 16th, they tweeted, just Colin, our lawyers, hashtag free Cuthbert. But of course it's not spelled Colin. It's spelled Colin, C-O-L-I-N. On the 16th, they had a lot of tweets on the 16th, but they added BuzzFeed UK and Netflix UK saying working title, making a caterpillar, any other suggestions, hashtag free Cuthbert. They also tweeted at Judge Rinder TV, how's your diary looking, asking for a friend, hashtag free Cuthbert. <laughs> What's really funny is I saw that the BBC did interview Judge Rinder <laughs> and he said that he he was leaning towards free Cuthbert as well. And part of his analysis in that was that there are these numerous other cakes that M&S has not sued over that are also like the Colin the Caterpillar cake. But I think that Cuthbert, of all of them to me, Cuthbert looks the most similar because he's the one that has kind of the white chocolate face that looks the same. But you guys will have to look on social media and tell me for yourself. And if you're in the UK and you're familiar with Cuthbert and Colin, then you can tell me. It might be easier. The next tweet is, um, judge, show us the evidence, us. What evidence? Question mark. Hashtag free Cuthbert with a gif of a child that has clearly eaten a crap ton of chocolate cake based on the chocolate all over his face. There is a live courtroom sketch. You're going to have to go check out my YouTube video to see that one. It's epic. 
there is a packaging update that has jail cell bars covering the plastic where you could see through to the cake. And then instead of serving, saying serving 12 at the bottom, it says serves 12 years. They also tweeted marks and snitches more like it. Hashtag free Cuthbert. <laughs> they tweeted at deluxe UK. How do we delete tweets? Hashtag free Cuthbert. They tweeted Cecil Wiggles, Curly Clyde. We got you. <laughs> Hashtag free Cuthbert. And then they, they actually added all of the different brands that make those cakes. And somebody right under it posted a picture of all of the different Caterpillar cakes together. And again, with all of the different Caterpillar cakes together, the one you can, you can not easily distinguish the one from M&S and the one from Aldi. And it's because the others have different colored um, faces. Their faces are made out of different things, not just white chocolate, but the one from Aldi is the one that has a white chocolate face with like brown chocolate eyes, the exact same way as the one from M&S. So we'll see. They also tweeted Cuthbert has been found guilty, all caps, dot, 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 of being delicious, free Cuthbert. (laughs) They then tweeted about the passing of Prince Philip and observed a moment of silence. And then Back into tweeting about Cuthbert. They then tweeted on Monday the 19th, had a busy weekend, NGL, hashtag free Cuthbert. And they have Cuthbert in his box, but he seems to be reading a copy of Patents, Copyrights, and Trademarks for Dummies. <laughs> it's just a it's just it's just photoshopped right on in there. They also tweeted on Monday. At Monopoly UK, do these work, hashtag free Cuthbert with a Monopoly get out of jail free card. So that has been the Twitter spree of Aldi UK. It is very British. It is very funny. And it is just a little bit of lighthearted lawsuit banter. Uh, I don't know how this will play out. The packaging is very similar. The uh, face of the two cakes is very similar, which makes them harder to distinguish if you look at pictures of all of them. But when it comes down to food stuff, sometimes you don't always see these lawsuits going the way you might think. And yes, there are other food lawsuits in the area of trademark. There was a two decade long trademark battle with Kit Kat and Cadbury. Yes. Kit Kat and Cadbury over the the shape of the Kit Kat bar, the four different fingers, as they call them, of the Kit Kat bar, and back and forth with the European Intellectual Property Office for, as I said, two decades. And in that case, the decision was confirmed by the European Court of Justice in Luxembourg in 2018, and it deemed that the shape of the chocolate bar was not distinctive enough to amount to a Europe-wide trademark. Country-specific trademarks for Kit Kat still exist in some European countries, including Germany and Italy. Right. This is a big deal, but the court didn't find that the bar was distinctive enough. So... That is part of what's important in these is 
is the thing distinctive? And that's where you get into this source of goods or the origin of goods. And we talked about that when we talked about the Nike swoosh and making sure consumers know that if they're looking at the thing, they know where the thing came from. And they know that if they cut into a cake and it's going to be moist and delicious and it's from the, you know, the place they think that it's from. Cadbury also got into it with Nestle over the color purple. Yes, the Pantone 2685C purple that Cadbury's been using for a hundred years. They tried to expand it. The court found that their expansion was too broad, but then they were able to modify their existing trademark that included the color purple. So they won getting to keep their fancy Cadbury purple. The brand Milka challenged Ritter Sport on selling chocolate bars in Germany that are square shaped. And if you've ever, I mean, if you're in the U.S., you can get Ritter Sport bars at a lot of places, including Trader Joe's. Um, And there was a 10-year legal battle where Ritter won the right to corner the market for quadratic chocolate bars. Uh, The case spent 10 years in court, 10 years in court to decide that the square configuration was the property of Ritter Sport. Look, this shit is important. We take food seriously. There was also a case between Poundland and Toblerone. And God, I I love a Toblerone. I'm going to be honest. And on the Disney cruises, they make Toblerone martinis. They're like a dessert martini. I need to find a dupe recipe since it's going to be a while before any of us are cruising, which is a case I've been meaning to get to because the state of Florida is suing the CDC over over cruise ship rights. But it's, it's for another day. We're talking about chocolate, but I desperately miss a Toblerone martini. They're, they're iced and they're delicious. Hmm. I need to, anyway, Poundland versus Toblerone. (laughs) Apparently Poundland wanted to sell a chocolate bar called Twin Peaks. (laughs) And, um, Toblerone was like, no, these uh, these peaked shaped chocolate bars are apparently to be shaped like the iconic Alps's Matterhorn Mountain, and they've trademarked the right to their peaked mountainous shape of chocolate. And when they went to court, they won. So Poundland, I guess, entered into negotiations to release a bar that had um, sloped hills instead of peaked mountains. <laughs> so they weren't really allowed to have peaks. They were allowed to have asymmetrical slopes. <laughs> Can you imagine the amount of lawyers sitting around going, okay, well, this peak would be too much of a peak, but this slope is an acceptable slope but you're not going to be able to call it Twin Peaks because we have the peak. You can't have peaked chocolate. It represents the Matterhorn. Do you think they sued Disney over the Matterhorn ride saying, no, no, we have the rights to make Matterhorn shaped things. No, I'm being silly. I don't, I don't think they actually did. I don't really know, but I don't think they 
actually did. I will include uh, in the show notes the article wherein they broke down some of these fantastic lawsuits because it was just a pleasure to go look at other chocolate-related lawsuits because trademark rights expand beyond just you know, things like the Nike swoosh because food and beverage companies also have things that are iconic and identifiable just to them. And it's a big part of the experience, uh, depending on the food thing, is the shape of the food. I mean, unless you're a serial killer, you snap a Kit Kat and eat them, you know, one piece at a time. And I say that because there are studies. No, I'm teasing, but kind of um, about how you how you eat your Kit Kat. Maybe we should court a public opinion that if you break them or if you bite the Kit Kat. But Kit Kats are are you know part of snapping those fingers off as part of eating a Kit Kat bar. It's part of the experience. And Audi has things like trademarks on their sound for how their exhaust and and muffler system sounds. It is part of their brand recognition and identity and their vehicles. So there are lots of areas you might not think of intellectual property rights where it's like, no, there's actually intellectual property rights in that specific thing because it's part of the brand experience. I have to go look. I wonder, because Apple has a very distinct smell on their products and a very, like their products are wrapped so crisply. Like the way that you unbox Apple products is also a very specific consumer experience from, you know, the little pull tabs and and all of it. It's great. You didn't used to have such an easy time. And then Apple made everything pull tappable and it just like pops right off so nicely. Anyway, it's an entire consumer experience, but that's part of, of selling something that's going to have this affinity is that it's a consistent and be recognizable. And that's where the trademark comes down to. So yes, it might be silly that, that, uh, M&S is suing Aldi over, you know, Cuthbert, but also what I've learned in just starting to talk about this and looking into what people are saying on social media, Colin's iconic. (laughs) You don't get to just come and rip off the iconic caterpillar cake. What I will say is that, um, outside of the Commonwealth, like, does that trademark extend? Because I found the UK trademarks. I don't know if M&S would even bother with US-based trademarks because they don't have a presence in the States. So maybe Aldi just brings the Caterpillar cakes to the US. We'll take it. Just bring Cuthbert over here and then you can sell it internationally. You don't have to worry about fighting over the trademark because it seems very clear that M&S wants the the Cuthbert off the shelves and permanently off the shelves. And apparently they are now off the shelves at Aldi's. So we will see. Retail Insight Network reported that an MS spokesperson said that the legal claim is, quote, a targeted approach to protect our brand assets and that they are going after Cuthbert because it is too similar in branding and packaging and could mislead shoppers. In the U.S., we talk about that as kind of trade dress. The look and feel of a thing can be just as much a part of trademark as the trademark on the words of the thing. And that sounds like the direction they're going in here. So I am going to keep seeing what the U.K. High Court does with Colin and Cuthbert and how long Aldi keeps tweeting 
about this because all the UK has been a entertaining AF over on the Twitter. And I'm very excited to see how it goes. I know today was a little less of a heavy topic and I am here for it sometimes. If you want to see all the tweets and see the corresponding video, it's over on the YouTubes. Thank you so much for listening to another one. Apparently we're coming into another like travel band and like don't go and all this stuff in the U.S. and uh, all things that indicate to me we're still in a, in a pandemic. I, I love the, the creators on YouTube that are like, we're still in a panorama. We're still in a panoramic. We're still in a Pamela ding dong. <laughs> Everyone's tired. It's been over a year. We're tired. We're tired of the pandemic and I get it, but stay safe. And that is why we're going to continue to do our log off because we are still in a pandemic. I am still unclear if there's going to be a Dave Matthews band summer tour. I feel like it's not happening. I mean, it's April and it's been really quiet about whether that's going down. So raise a glass and say it with me. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Thanks for being with me this week. Thanks for being a law nerd. And I will talk to you next week. Hey there, Law Nerd. Thanks for hanging with me for another episode. If you are looking for a way to show your Law Nerd pride, head on over to lawnerdshop.com for all of your amazing Law Nerd needs. That's where you're going to find your We Ride at Dawn merch, your Law Nerd Love merch, and even the very popular Control F Yourself merch. <laughs> it's all there for you at lawnerdshop.com. Com. You see me wearing it on social. It's exactly the same stuff you get. My favorite right now is the all black fax hat. And we have new merch coming every month on the 15th. So be sure to keep an eye out on social media for the latest and greatest. See you at lawnerdshop.com. And don't forget to tag me in what you're wearing.